0: to Making Lemonade with Whit and Kelts, You guys, I'm so excited for you to hear our
1: guest today.
0: Her name is Jordan. Kelsey, tell us a little bit about Jordan.
1: Okay, so Jordan is another mom in the community, and her daughter also has spina bifida. And um, we just felt like it was important to bring, like, more than one like situation to the podcast, yeah, because every um situation's different, and it's known, so spina bifida is known as the snowflake condition, and so no two like cases well, are the same, yes uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and so and then it also like one of the statistics that Sheena had mentioned is there's fifteen approximately fifteen hundred babies born a year with spina bifida, yes. And so, I don't know. I just felt like, I mean, both you and I felt that we should raise awareness for this.
0: Yes, I agree. And just
1: tell, yeah, tell two different sides and two different stories. And yes. I don't know. It, Jordan's amazing. Her daughter, just listening to her, she's amazing. I don't know. I know. I love and this. she's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're excited
0: for you guys to learn a little bit more about Spina Bifida. October is Spina Bifida Awareness Month. So. Yeah, this was important to us to, like you said, share another story and another point of view and, you know, just help spread the word.
1: Yes. Yep. Because I think that if anyone is going through this, and I'm sure there are going to be listeners one day going through something like this, it's just helpful to know that there's other people out there who've gone through it, too. Right. So.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then we do want to, one more time, share about our benefit dinner. It is November 6th at 6 o'clock at the Riverwoods Conference Center. You do have to buy your seats in advance. So if you are local to us in Cache Valley or in Utah and you want to come or you want to attend, you want to sponsor, you want to donate, please let us know. Send us a message um, on Instagram, Facebook, our phone numbers are listed there also our email addresses however you want to get a hold of us we'd love to have the support
1: i know and this family they really need it i really think that if we can just get people to rally behind them and give them support like they have such a long road ahead of them with treatments for their two daughters um, plus their day-to-day life plus yeah. taking care of their other daughter like yeah it's just, it's so much. And I think if we can help them out financially, yeah. um, it will just ease a little bit of their burden.
0: Yes. And we so. have so many prizes, you guys, at the for the auction, like auction items. So you have to come because we got some really cool things so far and you're not going to want to miss it. It's a perfect date night. It's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to give back right before the holidays. Um, yeah, we would love to see anyone that can come.
1: I agree. And yeah, let's just make this night special for these guys and just show them a lot of love and support.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we hope you love this week's episode. Welcome, Jordan. We're so excited to talk to you today. Tell us a little bit about where your story begins. Thank you. I'm
2: excited to be here. Um, My husband and I, his name is Brock. Um, We've been married for seven years and we have our daughter Holland who just turned three in August. Um, we, I I don't know where to start. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, so my daughter has spina bifida, um, which I'm really thankful to you guys to even want to shed light on this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna be really emotional throughout all this. But um, we found out my daughter's diagnosis at her 20-week scan, which is pretty typical for a lot of spina bifida kiddos. Um, now you can come out. I think they can do a blood test like 12 weeks and can kind of detect it along with like Down syndrome and stuff, Wow. which is crazy. But um, I would have – I don't think I ever wanted to do that because that's like an added however couple mm-hmm. months of just like stress. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, we found out at our 20-week scan and it's kind of crazy. Um, because before we got pregnant with her, my husband and I actually had mentioned multiple times, we looked at his family and we looked at my family, and for some reason we just had this feeling that we would have a child with some kind of disability. And I don't know. We didn't know obviously what kind of form that was, Mm -hmm. but for some reason we just knew there was like a special little spirit that needed Mm -hmm. to come to us. Um, But then when you get the diagnosis, it just like rocks the world oh yeah you know which you guys know it's hard um and so we got her diagnosis and it was like the hardest day ever but looking back we saw so many blessings um once you get your diagnosis you have to go to fetal medicine so that they can do extra scans and then after that you get in touch in touch with your um for us it was primary children's Mm -hmm. that would be taking care of her um And so usually you get your scan, you get told you have spina bifida with your child, and then you have to, I think for the most part, most people get sent home after that, and then they just have to digest it and wait until they can get into like further detail. But um, once we got her diagnosis, I will never forget, my OB came in, gave us a hug, and told me that fetal medicine just had a cancellation, and so we're able to get in right away, which was Mm -hmm. huge for us. Um, And he when he was hugging us, he said, I just want you to know that this is going to be really hard, but you're going to see a lot of blessings. And anyway, I'll never forget that because it's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were able to go get into fetal medicine, find out the kind of spina bifida that my daughter has, which is the most severe, but it's also the most common kind of spina bifida. Um, and then we were able to, from that, get in touch with primary children's. And we went down there after a couple of weeks and just, um, yeah, we were able to figure out what we needed to do throughout the rest of my pregnancy and who kind of had to help us and, yeah, get us on the right path, so.
1: Uh, anyway. Dang. I know.
0: Those diagnoses, I'm sure, aren't easy, you yeah. know? No. Like, you picture this future with your child, and then it's like, bam. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I think that's why we struggled. I mean, it's hard regardless, but we felt like we had done everything, quote-unquote, right. Mm-hmm. Like, we had gotten married, we had just gotten to our first home. Like we just saw we had all mm-hmm. our ducks in the row, you know, mm-hmm. and now I know why we had them all in a row, mm-hmm. but, um, it was just, I remember driving home after we got our diagnosis and it was so hard because I felt like everybody around me, everyone I went to school with everyone, even up here in town that my husband grew up with, I felt like everybody was having healthy babies except for us. We were just the ones thrown like this huge curveball, and for a minute it felt really unfair, but um, later that evening, my uncles came over and gave us a blessing, and we went and did a temple session, and I just from then on knew that it wasn't really unfair. This was just what we were given, and we were going to deal with it, and that my daughter is coming into her home for a reason, and Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really cool now. I don't know if Sheena talked about it, but they can do surgery now in utero with spina bifida babies. And so we were given the option. We went to primary children's. We chose not to do it. Um, <clears throat> in the end, it just wasn't what we – anyway, just wasn't what our family needed. But I know mm-hmm. for other families it, like, works miracles. It's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so we chose not to do that. So I just carried on through the rest of my pregnancy um, they monitored me closely. I knew I had to deliver down at the U so that she could immediately go to the NICU at primaries. And um, at my, I think, 37-week, I ended up getting preeclampsia. So oh. they just said, yeah, and you're close enough anyway. So mm-hmm. they just ended, me, ended up actually life-flighting me down to Salt Lake and started my labor right there. So I had her at it. 37 weeks. She had um, her major spinal surgery, I think when she was like 14 or 16 hours old, which is where they go in, they open up the back and they try to like tuck the nerves and like help protect every, like the damage that was kind of done while she was in utero, um, still everything back up. And then just obviously monitor closely. It's kind of if there's like so many variables to it, of like extra things that can happen. So, um, anyway, we spent, I can't remember if it was a week or two. It's like all such a blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think over a week in the hospital with her. And anyway, then we were able to finally come home and start all the fun baby things. Right. So yeah.
1: So how soon after birth did they take her right back?
2: Um, right away. Right away. Right away. I didn't even get to really see her. They just like I delivered her and they just held her up and showed me and turned around and took her to the NICU. Mm. Um, and since I had preeclampsia, um, it added, like, it kind of sucked really because I had to be on magnesium for another, what is it? 24 hours after I had her. And so that was another 24 hours that I couldn't see her. So I had to stay in my room. And during that, all that she had her surgery. And so my husband was with her most of the time. and I had family that came down and to like check on her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I just was alone in my room, and it was really hard, yeah. really, really hard um but I was able to see her I think after those twenty four hours and she just was hooked up to all these tubes and had a ventilator and mm-hmm. just all this stuff to make sure she was breathing okay and um anyway, yeah, it was super hard, super emotional, and as soon as that, I met all the doctors that worked on her. And then, like all the spina bifida, it just was a lot to take in. Yeah, it was a lot.
1: I bet that is a ton. Yeah, you know, a lot going on. And yeah. how many doctors do you think?
2: Oh, she, there's so many because you just have all the nurses, and then you had like her neurosurgeon who went in and repaired it. And then they also had a plastic surgeon to help make sure that the repair mm-hmm. went okay. Right. Um, anyway, there was like so many. Even like now, we meet with so yeah. many doctors. Yeah, 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 to make sure that everything's okay. So, Anyway, but the thing about Primary Children's is really cool. They have a spina bifida clinic. And so there's a head lady there. um, And she's the one that kind of gets in contact with you and like gets the ball rolling on everything. Um, And so even now to this day, we still go down to Primary Children's and we sit in a room and we still meet with all these doctors that have been with us like since day one. They just kind of rotate in and out of the room. So that's really neat that we have that so available to us, you know, Mm -hmm. only two hours away. That I can go down and still do that because I've seen so many families at primaries or Shriners or whatever that just have to bring all their luggage and, you know, everything and yeah. have to stay up there for weeks. And I just, anyway, I'm just so grateful that my drive is only two hours. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So, so her surgery went well. Mm-hmm. It was successful. and It was, yeah. What What did after, like, recovery for both of you kind of look like? Were you able to Um, hold her like a normal baby and do normal baby things? So,
2: um, since the surgery was um, right across her back, she wasn't allowed to be on her back for quite a while. She had to either sleep on her sides or on her tummy, which was like a new parent that's, like, told what not to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was, like, so sketchy for a while. Um. But yeah, so she had to do that until her back fully clo- uh, closed up and um, I'm trying to think. We weren't able to do, she wasn't able to have like her first bath till she was like two or three months old. I mean, just little milestones like mm-hmm. that that I think most parents kind of look forward to. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to do um, little things like. I mean, after she, so a big thing with spina bifida as well is a lot of kids are born with club feet. My daughter was born with club feet as well, bilateral club feet. So when she was a couple months old, we also had to go in and cast all of her feet to help straighten them out because she just, her feet were like pretzels when she was born. They were just like tucked back and bent behind her. And um, anyway, so even little things like footy pajamas or things like that, I just wasn't able to really do as like a newborn, with a newborn Um, but it's kind of interesting because when you first get your diagnosis, at least I did and some of the other moms I've talked to, when you first get your diagnosis, for some reason, I think when you think of your baby coming out, you think that they're just going to scream like that there's disability or there's like something wrong with them. You know what I mean? I don't know. For some reason, I just was so worried about that. I don't know why, Mm -hmm. but, um. Yeah. She just came out looking like a normal, cute little newborn and just had like head full of hair. And for the most part was just your typical baby. Um, we had to do things differently, obviously, and a lot more doctor's appointments and, um, yeah, a lot of things added to our table, but for the most part, we were able to do regular baby things with her. I think when she got older, it was when her disability became a little more apparent about hitting milestones and things like that. Um, My daughter is paralyzed from... She has a little bit of sensation in her thighs, but she's paralyzed down below her thighs. Um, And spina bifida is so different. Each child is so different. Some of them can have the same case and not be, I mean, similar at all. Like, it's crazy. Um, But for my daughter's case, she has a little bit of feeling in her thighs, and then below that, she has nothing. So when she got older... Um, I started, you know, things like sitting were super hard for her because she didn't have any of that muscle tone in her back and in her thighs and stuff to help her. So, um, yeah, just little things like that. We started PT really early with her to try and help her gain that strength. But as she got older, I feel like, I don't know how to say because I don't want it to come across in a bad way, but her disability became more apparent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for me when I started noticing more of like, people saying things or the questions of, oh, is she ever going to walk? Is she, you know, what can she do? What can't she do? Like, I feel like once we got past that newborn stage is when we started getting hit with more of those questions. And that, it was really hard to see her in the hospital and stuff like that. But getting more questions like that, I think, stung a little bit more Mm -hmm. for me.
0: So, anyway. Like putting her in this little box. Like, Mm yeah. Yeah. Like she's disabled, so what's wrong with her?
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's a it's an unknown thing for a lot of people, and I know that because when we first got our diagnosis, it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we thought was like, "What if she can't walk? What if she can't?" You know, like yeah. I get that, but I want people to see
0: past that. Mm-hmm. You and know? She's still a little girl. Yes, yeah. she's
2: still a toddler. She still wants to do toddler things. She likes to dance. She likes to sing. She likes to ride horses, you know? It's like all these normal things. We just have to go about it in a a different way. So it just is like hard when for some reason people don't understand that or Mm -hmm. see that. They just see um, a cute little wheelchair, which it is the cutest little wheelchair you've ever (laughs) seen. She uses that to get around. Um, It's a pink wheelchair with light up wheels and (laughs) it will make anyone smile, but
0: I still think It's different for people Mm -hmm. and that's hard for people, so. Well, like you said, spina bifida looks so different for so many people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you see one kid walking and doing normal things with spina bifida and on the other side is your little girl in a wheelchair. Um, Gosh, I can't even imagine how hard some things are for you guys. Like milestones you said that you wish you could hit or Mm -hmm. what life looks like when you pictured it a little differently, you know? Yeah. So did she have to have... Other surgeries on her back or her legs Um, or just the one?
2: Hopefully not. Um, They usually just have like the one. There's chances that things can kind of um, cause like complications further on. A lot of kids with spina bifida have shunts, um, which I don't know if you guys know what those are. But um, a lot of kids with spina bifida get extra fluid buildup in their brain called hydrocephalus. And so because of that, they get a shunt, which is like a device that's placed by their brain. And then a tube that usually I think goes down through their stomach just to help empty out. Cause like for the rest of us, that spinal fluid just runs straight through and around and out our body. But some people need some extra help with that. So that's one thing that a lot of kids with spina bifida need. Um, Holland hasn't ever needed that. We've monitored her closely, but she just never needed any intervention like that, which, um, we're I know we're pretty blessed for. But they're also life-saving devices, so they're not not bad at, at all by any means. Um, but so there's that that I know a lot of spinal of bif- bifida families have to watch out. Sometimes as kids get older, the nerves from their original surgery start tethering. So that's something you have to watch. Then we have to go back into the back and cut those nerves loose again. Let scar tissue and stuff. Um Holland, because she has club feet, and I think also because she doesn't have um, very much movement or tone in her lower body. We're always watching to make sure her feet don't turn back in. And it's something that has kind of started happening. So we are watching closely with her ortho team because we might have to recast them and go back in to make sure she gets her straight, straight feet. Cause that's important for, mm-hmm. um, later on how, if she can try and stand to support mm-hmm. herself and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, it's always like evolving and changing. And there's o- always so many different doctor's appointments that watches different things closely. She has a lot of kids with spina bifida have trouble with their kidneys. She's had kidney stones in the past for some odd reason. I don't know why. But um yeah, so we go to a doctor for that to... Anyway, it's just always changing and always evolving. There's always different doctors I feel like I'm being introduced to. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm, like, so thankful for all of them. Because if they didn't do it, then, how you
0: know, how would we be able to keep track of all that stuff mm-hmm. that's happening? So, yeah. Yeah. So, Holland is three now, mm-hmm. and tell me what she says. Does she wish she could walk? Does she really talk about that kind of stuff? No. Yet? She doesn't really know any different. No,
2: I don't think she knows any different. She loves yeah. her chair. She's very protective of her chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we go get it like tuned up or something down at Shriners, they pop all the wheels off and like re grease everything. Yeah. Um, if she watches that process, it just sends her in like a no, that's my chair. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing to my chair? She's very protective of it. Um I don't think she I don't know. I don't know if it's cuz she just turned 3. I don't think we've really hit that like that bridge yet mm-hmm. of her I mean if she notices she's never said anything or d- done anything to imply um yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. And I don't know if I really ever want to cross that bridge because I know it's going to be really hard when we get to that age. Yeah. She just started preschool this year, and that was one of my biggest fears was what kids are going to say to her. Mm-hmm. But she just has the sweetest little preschool teacher and um, I think kind of like prefaced to the parents before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, honestly, that's like one of the best things you can do is to just spread that awareness and, like, that mm-hmm. kindness with it. Okay. Um, Because it's – I don't know. I think it's just so much better than not saying anything and having um you feel like you have to shush your kids or if they point and stare, just be like, oh, no, no, don't do that, and, like, hurry and shush them away. Because, like, mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. And my daughter's old enough now that she sees that, mm-hmm. you know. So – um Yeah, I know it's coming, Yeah, but I'm hoping right now with, like, preschool, it's, we're, I don't know, might be a little bit of ways from that, but I don't know. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I feel like kids are a lot more accepting than adults are sometimes. Yes. You know? Yes, they are.
2: They are. There's, like, so many kids, just when we're in the grocery store or out shopping, that I've heard them tell their parents they want one of those. Like, (laughs) you know. Uh Um, And so I just think... I don't know. Take that and run with it. Like, because yeah. they do see it as a fun thing for now, whereas when she gets older, it might not be so. Um, and so, yeah, just take it and run with it. Don't trust your kids. Mm-hmm. Please just come ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please, you know, use an information and just like spread spread that kindness and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just roll with it. That's what I say all the yeah. time. Just roll with it because we do. <laughs> she does. It's fun, yeah. you know. Um I don't ever want it to be like this taboo thing. I think that's why I try so hard to like share on social media Mm -hmm. and give like a little glimpse of our life. I know social media is like a, I don't know, hate love situation Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, (laughs) but that's one reason why I try to share it and be so open about it because I don't want a disability to be a taboo
0: thing.
1: It's
2: not a taboo thing. You just get around differently and there's no shame in that, Yeah, you know? You just do things differently. Like hiking will just look differently for us. Riding horses just will look differently for her. Like whatever it is that she wants to do. But it's not like using a wheelchair, or any type of aid, crutches, like whatever it may be, is not a bad thing. Yeah. And for some reason, people see it that way, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So anyway, that's why I just try to spread that on social media. That yeah. It's not.
0: When we got some good advice from a previous guest that, you know, look your, look disabled people in the eye, like look your child in the Mm -hmm. eye, say hello, acknowledge them, don't be scared of them. Mm -hmm. Like they're a real person. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So hopefully we can
0: teach our kids that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's life changing.
2: Yeah. And she likes to show it off too. I don't know. You know, like she thinks it's fun too. She'll twirl for you. She'll do wheelies for you. Mm -hmm. Like it's fun for her too. So, Mm I don't want anyone to ever make her feel different or, like, take that joy out. I don't know. Like, I I remember when—this making me emotional. <laughs> I remember when we got her diagnosis, um, and I called my dad just bawling. And he started crying, too. And we talked about it and talked about all the options and what we needed to do with her. And I will never forget, he just told me— um, you know, when you pray about this, you need to pray about what you can learn from this and what Heavenly Father wants you to do with this versus how can he take this away? Because mm-hmm. it's not going away, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And so, anyway, I've just tried to really stick with that and tried to never look back and think, what have shoulda, coulda, because it's so easy as a mom yeah. to think, like, what could I have done differently or... Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I just try and take that and, and go with it. I don't ever want my daughter to feel like she's less than, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm just one of those probably annoying parents, but if anyone ever says anything around us or to her about like what she kind can of can't do, I just try to like shush it immediately. Cause I'm like, don't even yeah. put those thoughts in her head.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I don't ever want her to think that, um, using a wheelchair, is less than, or that walking is the ultimate goal because it's not, Mm -hmm. that's not what's important in life, you know? So anyway, she's just taught us like so much, just being in our home about what's really important and how much kindness and like just love. And even just like the community around us, like support is huge, you know, it's Mm -hmm. so important. So Anyway, she's just been such like a light for us and I think for a lot of other people around her and I just don't ever want that to dull because we do things
1: differently. Yeah. So oh, Well, look at all the amazing people that do have a disability, but Mm. like they can do way more stuff than me. Like that's my favorite. Like what's that? Like people are awesome or something on Mm -hmm. YouTube. (laughs) I'm like, Holy moly. So I don't know. Yeah. Don't dim their light. Yeah. And I love that you're giving us advice on what we can do. You know, like if I see you at the grocery store, you know, I, my daughter, she said hello to some, um, somebody that was in a wheelchair and, they had other disabilities too, but um, the lady came up to her after and looked my little girl in the eyes and she's like, Thank you for saying hello to her. Oh. And she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, she had no idea what she did, yeah. but it meant so much to the yeah. caretaker.
2: Mm-hmm. That's how I so. feel. I've seen like adults get down on their knees just to get down to Holland's level and like, What's your name? How are you? And my daughter doesn't think anything of it. She's yeah. like, High five, and I'm thinking it's cool. I'm like sobbing in the background <laughs> because I'm like, Stuff like that just means so much, you know. Yeah. That you see her and you, anyway, just get mm-hmm. down to her level. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just so important, I think, to just be like aware of your surroundings and. I I I don't know. Like I I I feel like a broken record because I say this all the time, but I really feel like it really just comes down to just being kind because. Mm-hmm. Whether your disability, like I say this all the time with Holland, her disability is something that you can see right off the bat, Mm -hmm. but there's so many other people that are fighting Mm -hmm. things going on in their life that are going through hard things that may have a disability that you don't see and you just don't ever know. And maybe it's easier to like brush it off or just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. Hers is just visible and a lot of people's aren't like, you know, and that just makes a big difference. And so I just think at the end of the day, just be kind Mm -hmm. to
1: everyone. I agree. Yeah. Makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what does her like day to day look like? Um, Does she do physical therapy and stuff like that? Yeah.
2: So we do physical therapy. Um, we also do occupational therapy, and we started her last year in speech therapy, as well. Um, and I don't know if that's like tied to spine a bit, but or just like a kid thing. Mm-hmm. Kids, like anyway, kids are just also weird. So <laughs> it's hard to figure out <laughs> yes. what is like medical and what is oh, like, totally. you know. It's, she's just an only kid right now, so mm-hmm. anyway, I don't know, but that's been like. Working wonders for her, so, and she really likes all of her speech. I'm so thankful for therapists. Like that's just such a special job. I think to work with all these kids and all these people. Um, so yeah, so we do that. We um, have kind of gotten to the age where we're able to back off on a lot of appointments for her. When she was first born, we did primaries like every two or three months. I feel like I was going down there all the time. And then as she got older, that turned into like every six months and we just got the okay when she turned three that we don't have to go back for a year to primaries, which is like huge, Mm -hmm. huge, huge for us. Um, So yeah, other than that, like day to day is just quote unquote typical, Mm -hmm. normal breakfast asks for chocolate all the time.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. My girl, (laughs) right?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. One, one big, big statistic that is crazy is that I think I, the numbers could be a little bit off, but I think it's about 65% of diagnosis with spina bifida get aborted. Ugh. Um, so that's like the one big thing I guess I want to stick out to people, 65%, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um which is another reason why I try to share my social media because it's not a death sentence. It's just doing things differently, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't ever blame anyone for even thinking it because, to be honest, like after we got um, her diagnosis, my husband (laughs) and I sat in the car. So when you first get your diagnosis, you have three options. You can either do in utero surgery, which is to try to repair the back while you're still pregnant, but it doesn't fix any. Like there's no cure to spina bifida. It doesn't fix anything, um, to make spina bifida like go away. It just can help improve things possibly. Um, you can do the surgery after they're born, which is what we did, or you can choose to abort. Um, and I was 20 weeks (laughs) when I found out Mm -hmm. and I feel like, Whoa, that is so far along. Um, but anyway, So yeah, I just want people to know it's not a death sentence and I don't blame anyone for thinking differently. Like I said, when we got her diagnosis for like split second, when my husband and I got in the car, like we had that like, what if conversation? Mm -hmm. Cause we were scared out of our minds. We didn't know what spina bifida was. We had never heard of it. Um, I think doctors are obviously really really great at their jobs. But I think sometimes they just give you like a general view of Mm -hmm. like what it could possibly be like. And spinal bif is hard because no kid is the same, you know? Um, And so it wasn't until we got home that I started searching Facebook, Instagram, like the doctors told me don't go home and Google it. So I try to stay away from Google. Um, But just seeing real families live with it, in real time, it just opened my eyes and just made me think like, okay, this is, this is all going to work out. Mm -hmm. This is doable. This is great. Um, and so anyway, I just think if you know, anyone that does get a diagnosis, whether it's spina bifida or not, just hug them and just support them Mm -hmm. regardless of what the decision is because it's hard. Um, and so, yeah, just, just, be there and if you are a person that's getting a diagnosis just find your group find your people Mm -hmm. and for us we had to just like rely really on our heavenly father and just like trust in this plan and i'm so thankful that we did um but yeah just find your people and just love on them Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no i like that that's great advice
2: thank you all near people (laughs) yeah everyone needs people
1: and I like that you looked for outside sources. Yes. To like you said, like real people, real time, mm-hmm. what they've gone through. Yeah. And look to them for support and advice. And yeah,
2: and it makes a huge difference. And I know that some people aren't comfortable sharing everything. Like I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of for bifida families that aren't comfortable sharing everything on social media. But um, I just think if I can just be that one picture that mm-hmm. pops up, or you know, just like of seeing my daughter's smile or of our family, whatever it is, even mm-hmm. just like a silly picture. If if I can just be that one picture that pops up that makes someone think I can do this, mm-hmm. then it's worth it, you know? Totally um, worth it.
1: So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bet you have been, I- you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I, I always say like with Bain and stuff, I'm like, if I can just reach the one person. yes. And I really hope and believe that like that person will find us. Yes. You know?
2: Yeah. Be led to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause there's a reason you feel you need to share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Okay. So my question for you Mm -hmm. is when you're going through all of this Mm -hmm. and you're going through your darkest times where things were really hard, what brought you to the light? What helped you keep going? What helped you move forward? Um, That's a good question.
2: Um, I really feel like at the end of the day, putting full trust into our Heavenly Father and saying our prayers and having so many family members reach out and say, we put your name in the temple. We are praying for you. Like people I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that made a big difference. But I think like one of the, the really big things was getting um, a blessing by my uncles and having them just hear out loud that my daughter has been waiting <laughs> to come down and um she's coming at this moment for a reason. I think was just the big eye opener to me of okay. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Um, this cha- is a challenge we knew of, mm-hmm. and we all willingly took it on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. bring it on. Yeah. Um, it was hard. Like that first month, I think, after we got our diagnosis was really hard. Um, but just meeting the team that we were dealing with and having like my doctors, my OB, and my family just so supportive of of the choices that we were making and um, our decisions, I, like, at the end of the day, I think that that's really all I needed. Like, I mm-hmm. could have, and I did, cry myself to sleep a lot <laughs> over it. And up until she was born, and even now, there are nights that I rock her to sleep. And I can't help but cry because I do feel like things are unfair. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because... She is who she is. She's amazing. She's perfect. And that's all we need. We've just been blessed to get like a front row seat of somebody who has changed us, who can help change the community and can just be a voice for herself, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you know? So,
0: yeah. So I, beautiful.
1: Yes. Yeah. I know. And I, I don't know. I always think I learned so much from my children. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: I've had like people say um, a lot, I don't know how you do it, or she's strong because you're strong, but really it's like, N- I mean, maybe so in some perspective, but mm-hmm. I feel like she's the, she's the one that takes the lead. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, we just follow her. Yeah. And we do it because we got to do it. Mm-hmm. So She's the one that figures things out. I didn't think she'd be able to climb stairs. She started climbing (laughs) stairs. You know, I mean, just little things like that. So I didn't think she'd learn how to work her wheelchair so quickly. Was strolling out of Shriners the day she got it. I mean, just all these little things that she's adapted to so quickly. So it's like, no, really, we're following her lead. Like, Mm -hmm. she's the one that's changing us. So.
0: I love your story Uh, and I'm so glad you came on to share it and I can't wait to see pictures of this little girl (laughs) I just want to be her little friend I know (laughs) come uh, on over (laughs) Uh well thank you so much Jordan thank you coming on and sharing about your cute little girl Holland I love her name PS. thank you (laughs) and just sharing more about spina bifida because I think we can all learn and you know just grow from it so Thank Thank you you for being here and thanks everyone for listening.